What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies No Sudden Move and The Father. First, let's talk about the movie No Sudden Move. Here's a quick synopsis. In 1954 Detroit, three criminals are hired to steal an important document, and the plan quickly begins to fall apart. This is director Steven Soderbergh's return to the genre that made him famous, the heist movie. This is the guy who directed Out of Sight, Ocean's Eleven, and Logan Lucky, and now he's back in that genre with No Sudden Move, and this is one of the absolute best movies of the year so far and these are the biggest reasons why first off this movie reunites Soderbergh with two of his closest collaborators Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro both of them starred in Soderbergh's traffic with Del Toro winning an Oscar for best supporting actor but Cheadle and Del Toro did not have any scenes together and I just think it's super cool to see two of the best actors of their generation on screen together I mean in this Cheadle reminds us he's a great actor. I mean, now he's thought of as the guy who is Iron Man's sidekick, but this is a guy who's been in Out of Sight, Boogie Nights, and the Oceans Trilogy. And with Del Toro, he continues to get better and better as an actor. I loved him recently in Sicario and the miniseries Escape from Danamora. He's always the most interesting guy on screen. He's great at playing a zany wildcard character like the one in this film and in the movie Snatch. I mean, for for me, when you list some of the best actors of the last 25 years, you should mention the names Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro. The other main star of this movie is David Harbour, who is best known for playing Hopper on Stranger Things, but this guy has a pretty decent resume when it comes to the movies he's been a part of. I mean, he was in Revolutionary Road with Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, and Michael Shannon. End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall and Michael Pena, Black Mass with Johnny Tepp and Joel Edgerton, Extraction with Chris Hemsworth, and now No Sudden Move. And next week, you can see him in Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson, Rachel Weisz, and Florence Pugh. I think David Harbour is going to be just as big for being in movies as he is in Stranger Things. I think this guy is said to have a really good film career. He's already had one. I want to take this moment to talk about one of my favorite actors of all time, Matt Damon, who does appear in this movie in a very small role, and I want to say on this podcast, on the record, that I really admire the fact that Matt Damon is willing to take on a small role in good movies. He's done it in Saving Private Ryan, Finding Forrester, Margaret, Interstellar, and in No Sudden Move. It's a scene-stealing performance. He's giving the best dialogue in the movie, and it's amazing to have three movie stars in the same scene with Don Cheadle, Del Toro, and Damon on screen. It makes this film worthwhile. Well, these are three movie stars of the highest caliber, and no one knows how to use them like Steven Soderbergh. What do all of these smaller appearances that Matt Damon makes in movies have in common? All of those films I mentioned are directed by some of the best filmmakers of all time. Like, he's not playing bit parts in movies directed by bad directors. In Saving 
Private Ryan, you have Steven Spielberg. In Finding Forrester, you have Gus Van Sant. In No Sudden Move, you have Steven Soderbergh. In Margaret, you have Kenneth Laundergan. And in Interstellar, you have Christopher Nolan. Matt Damon is willing to take smaller roles to work with some of the best filmmakers of all time. And I think more movie stars should take that approach. It doesn't matter if you are the lead of a boring movie. What matters is that Matt Damon is in as many good movies throughout his career as humanly possible. And that's why when you look at Damon's resume, it's stellar. Damon's next films include Stillwater with Abigail Breslin and The Last Duel with Adam Driver and Ben Affleck. And it's the first time him and Affleck have co-wrote a script together since Goodwill Hunting. So yeah, sign me up for that film immediately. I mean, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon won the Oscar in 1998 for writing Goodwill Hunting, one of the best movies of all time. So I have really high hopes for The Last Duel. The rest of the supporting cast of No Sudden Move is star-studded. You have John Hamm playing the authorities again. I mean, this is a guy who played an FBI agent in the town and in Richard Jewell. In No Sudden Move, he's playing a cop. Hamm will next be seen in Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise and Miles Teller. I need that movie immediately. Brendan Fraser from the Mummy movies and Looney Tunes back in action is in this film and he is having a bit of a comeback. I mean, Brendan Fraser is going to be the lead of Darren Aronofsky's next film, The Whale. So I am here for the Brendan Fraser comeback and I hope he works with as many great directors as humanly possible. Also in this film is Ray Liotta who's having a bit of a comeback himself with this movie and Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story. You have Amy Simons from The Girlfriend Experience, Kieran Culkin from Succession, Noah Jupe from A Quiet Place and The Undoing, Julia Fox from Uncut Gems, and Frankie Shaw from Smilf and Homecoming, and no other director is better at directing a large ensemble than Steven Soderbergh. I mean, just look at the resume of movies he's directed with a large ensemble cast full of movie stars. First, you have Traffic, which starred Michael Douglas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro. Oh yeah, Dennis Quaid is in that movie as well. Then you have Ocean's Eleven, the ultimate movie star ensemble cast ever. Everyone in that movie is is a legitimate movie star. George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Brad Pitt, Casey Affleck wasn't really a movie star but became one. Matt Damon, Contagion, which starred Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Lawrence Fishburne. You also have Logan Lucky, which starred Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, Seth MacFarlane, Riley Keough. In my opinion, that film, Logan Lucky, is the underrated film of Soderbergh's career. I I absolutely love Logan Lucky. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I think it's the best movie Channing Tatum has been a part of. I think Daniel Craig's insane in that movie, and I mean that in the best way possible. And then after that, you have The Laundromat, which stars Meryl Streep, Jeffrey Wright, Gary Oldman, and Antonio Banderas, who are all-time great in that movie. If you have not seen The Laundromat, the only reason to give that movie a try is Gary 
Oldman and Antonio Banderas who are doing something in a movie I've never seen done before. I'm not saying that movie is great or even a top tier Steven Soderbergh movie, but what they do in that movie is spectacular. And I really think these last two films that Soderbergh has directed on HBO Max are two of his better movies. You have Let Them All Talk with Meryl Streep, Lucas Hedges, and Gemma Chan, and No Sudden Move. I mean, back in the day, this is a guy who was nominated for Best Director twice in one year with Aaron Brockovich in Traffic, and he won for Traffic. I think you can make a case that these last two films are up there with those earlier films that made him famous, but because these films are not box office sensations or winning a ton of Oscars, they are becoming very underrated. Everyone needs to go out and watch these two movies, and I can't wait for his third film that's going to be on HBO Max. It's called Kimmy, and it stars Zoe Kravitz. Yes, Zoe Kravitz in a Steven Soderbergh movie. Give that to me now. I think the thing I love most about Soderbergh as a director is that he understands how important a movie star is. Going back to the heights of his career, he had George Clooney in most of his movies. He's worked with Matt Damon a ton of times. He's worked with Don Cheadle now six times. Benicio Del Toro four times. He understands the importance of a movie star. It's why he's worked with Julia Roberts and Meryl Streep, Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas. He knows to get people interested in his movies that they must star movie stars. And then he makes amazing movies with them. I mean, he's gotten some of the best performances ever from some of the biggest stars on the planet. And that same quality is what makes this movie special. There are a lot of interesting heist movies out there, but this heist movie stars Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, and features Matt Damon. And those free performances are free of my favorite performances of the year so far. I love what Don Cheadle does in this movie. It reminded me how good he is as an actor. I mean, I saw him in Hotel Rwanda when I was in high school, and I knew he was a movie star immediately. And Steven Soderbergh understands the importance of movie stars. For me, No Sudden Move is one of the best movies of 2021 so far. It's super fast-paced and a lot of fun and gets better as it's going on. Cheadle, Del Toro, and Damon, like I said, deliver free of my favorite performances of the year so far. I highly recommend you watch the movie No Sudden Move. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Father. Here's a quick synopsis. Arthur is dealing with dementia and is struggling with the fact that his life is not the same as it used to be and his daughter Anna is trying to find him a caretaker before she moves away. This was the last Oscar nominated best picture of the past year that I had not seen and I heard a lot of things about it like the fact that Anthony Hopkins delivers one of the best performances of his career and I'm here to say all of that is true. Anthony Hopkins is brilliant in the movie and his last two performances have blown me away. First with Two Popes which he starred with Jonathan Price was one of the best movies of 2019. I thought it was one of the best written movies of the year and one of the most surprisingly entertaining films I've ever seen. And now with The Father, he's won his second Academy Award for Best Leading Actor. I mean, look at the list of actors he joins that have two wins in that category. Tom Hanks, Sean Penn, Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Marlon Brando, among others. I mean, that's a list 
list of some of the greatest actors of all time, and that's why you need to put Anthony Hopkins on that list. I mean, he has been brilliant for so long. I mean, he was great in Silence of the Lambs. He was great in Two Popes. He was great in the Thor movies, even a blockbuster that he doesn't have to play the lead role. I thought he was really good in those movies, and he's been so consistent. I mean, we see older actors go through these down periods. I mean, Robert De Niro is not as good as he was in the 70s. Al Pacino is not as good as he was in the 70s. I mean, Anthony Hopkins has been super consistent throughout his career, and I think that's extraordinary. He's never really been in a movie where he was terrible in it. Yes, he's been in some bad movies. Meet Joe Black with him and Brad Pitt is a bad movie, but Anthony Hopkins is far from the biggest problem with that movie. Some of these other actors become not as good as they used to be. I think Anthony Hopkins is as good as he's ever been, and that's an extraordinary thing to say about an 83-year-old actor, that he's been that on top of his game for so long. I also just think there's no other actor like Anthony Hopkins. He's more of a calming presence than some of those other names I listed. Like, Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the most intense actors I've ever seen. The same with Sean Penn. When Anthony Hopkins comes on screen, he is a calming presence. He's not Gary Oldman. He's not going to get lost in the character. I think Anthony Hopkins really has that movie star charisma that's needed in a leading man. And the fact that he still has it at 83 years old is amazing. And while I know a lot of people are upset that the late great Chadwick Boseman did not win Best Actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I think this is a well-deserved win for Anthony Hopkins. He is one of those actors that deserves to be on that list with those other great actors I mentioned. He should have two Best Leading Actor Oscars. He's one of the greatest actors of all time. Also in this film is Olivia Colman, who has become a massive star in the past few years. She won the Oscar for her performance in The Favorite with Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, and has appeared in three hit TV shows over the years. The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston, Fleabag with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and Season 4 of The Crown. And for her performance in The Father, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I don't think Olivia Colman was all that great in this movie. I do think she got this nomination because of her name. Like, she has become one of those names when she's in a movie, you should expect her to get nominated for awards. I do think she's a really good actress. I do think she's good in this movie. I'm not saying she's bad, but she's getting a nomination because of her name. Kind of like when Kathy Bates was nominated for Richard Jewell, when people like Paul Walter Hauser and Sam Rockwell were way better in that movie and weren't nominated. The reason Kathy Bates was nominated because she was an Oscar winner, and that's why Olivia Coleman was nominated for this movie, because she's a previous winner, and she's a big name, and she is a really good actress. But her performance in this movie did not warrant any accolades. Also in The Father is Imogen Poots, who has quietly had a great 2020, appearing in the HBO miniseries I Know This Much Is True with Mark Ruffalo, and with supporting roles in French Exit with Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges, and in The Father, she kind of has a heartbreaking role. Like, I think Imogen Poots is on her way to being a household name. I think one of these movies or one of these performances are going to hit in a big way where you are going to know the name Imogen Poots. 
I absolutely loved her in the film The Art of Self-Defense with Jesse Eisenberg. I just want Imogen Poots to become a movie star, and I think we are close to that becoming a reality. The Father is an incredible debut for Florian Zeller as a filmmaker. I mean, he not only wrote the film, he directed it and won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. He adapted his own play, and for his next film, he's adapting his other play, The Sun, starring Hugh Jackman and Laura Dern. And what I really like about this movie is that it put the audience in the perspective of someone who has dementia, and it makes you feel super empathetic towards that person. It's the same thing with Sound of Metal, the two surprise hits of last year. I think what makes those two movie hits is that they try to make you, the audience member, understand what the person is going through. I mean, we all understand that losing your hearing and going through dementia is a traumatic experience, but it's an experience that most of us don't go through, so we don't understand that experience. And these two films, Sound of Metal and The Father, try to get you to understand what that would be like. It puts you in the minds of these people going through these things. These two films put you in the state of mind of the main characters. A lot of movies tell you the trauma that the main character is going through, but not a lot of movies try to get you to experience what they are going through. And that's why I think these two movies are brilliant, and both of them get all-time great performances from their leading men, Anthony Hopkins in The Father and Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal. It's no surprise that those two both were nominated for Oscars and that Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar because not only did you get how great Anthony Hopkins is as an actor, you also got to experience what his character was going through. So you're also more empathetic to his character than you are to a lot of other main characters in movies. And I thought that was brilliant thing about both of those movies. And I thought those two movies were two of the top five movies of last year. I absolutely absolutely loved The Father and Sound of Metal. I was talking about a movie, Supernova, a few weeks ago on the podcast that stars Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth. And in that movie, Stanley Tucci is playing a character who is dealing with dementia, a lot like what Anthony Hopkins is going through in The Father. But you know what the difference between the two movies are? The Father made me feel way more empathetic to its main character. I felt what the character was going through. I felt real bad for that character. I also thought the movie was warmer towards its lead character. I like the conclusion that this movie went towards. I hated the ending of Supernova, even though I do think it's a really good movie. I think it went about things the wrong way, and I think The Father delivered on all those things I wanted Supernova to deliver on. I mean, I don't think The Father is a super upbeat movie either, but I like the conclusion that it came towards for its main character. I thought it was more believable. I thought Supernova tried to be super dramatic in a way that I found unpleasant, if that made any sense. I think The Father is a superior movie, even though Supernova might have just as good, if not better, performances from its two characters in Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth. I just like the experience of watching The Father a lot more. I thought how it dealt with dementia was more realistic, and that's what I want to see when I watch a movie about something that I don't quite understand. I want to see how someone can deal with these
these things in a realistic manner. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought Anthony Hopkins gives an all-time great performance in it. I think Florian Zeller is going to become a great filmmaker, and I highly recommend you check out The Father. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and this week, I put the spotlight on the movies No Sudden Move and The Father. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actor Daniel Craig and the movie The Tomorrow War starring Chris Pratt. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>